Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today, and we're moving on uh, in Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter 1, we're in verse 27 and 28. Uh, we're striving together today, and uh, we're in podcast number right. 98, and here again with Stephanie Wesco, and we're live. I mean, we are literally three feet from each other. How are you today, Stephanie? Doing great. Glad the thunder decided to stop. Yeah, so we had a little bit of weather, so uh, we were going to do this podcast, and I let the weather go by a little bit, and and uh, the lights actually blinked or flickered, I guess would be a better term for that, uh, but they didn't seem to bother Debbie and the kids upstairs, so they didn't. They don't seem to be no. bothering us either. So, but here we are um, in the sitting room up front of the house here, and we're so happy that we get to share with you and, and come into your earwaves and. Uh, we want to talk about this idea of striving together. And so we were just talking, you know, it's uh, it's awesome as we get together and we look here at Philippians chapter 1 and we're talking about what's going on. We got to verse 27 and, and we literally sat here and stopped and, and talked about that for like 10 or 15 minutes uh, before coming on with you guys. But it says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. So right there, right up front and saying, you know, we shouldn't be hung up on the things of this world. Yeah. We should be hung up on how Christ uh, saved us and how we can save people, how we can change lives, how we can make a difference. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit. And we are, Stephanie and I were talking about Christians today, and she's going to mention this in a minute. I loved what she mentioned there, and it said, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And Christians, if we're going to do something, uh, we need to do it together for God, yeah. striving together, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. So we looked at those verses and we were uh, kind of passing them back and forth between us. And, uh, you know, one of the things that caught me, Stephanie, as we're going into this is is there's a calmness and collectiveness with Paul. It's organized. And mm-hmm. we know that our God is a God of organization. And, yeah. and as we look at these verses, there's an organization here. There's, there's a calmness. There's a collectiveness. There's something that's different, that's making a difference, that's, um, you know, even bringing out the adversaries, even, uh, even talking about that. And, you know, in my life, friends, and as we go through this, perhaps the toughest thing for anybody who served in the military that's come out of the world at an older age, you know, I was saved, uh, I was 31 uh, 32 years old when I was saved and uh, coming out of the world you know I had been a decent guy I mean there wasn't a lot of craziness in Debbie in my life or anything but there had, I had been programmed I guess is what I'm saying Stephanie and my program was critical thinking my program not that there's anything wrong with that my program was uh, looking at things analytically to you know figure out what in the world's the problem you got to remember when I was saved I already had I came in at 17, so, you know, 17, 32, 33. Um, you know, you already got 15 years in this business of the Army and this critical thinking, and by then I had a bachelor's degree in history and a, 
a bachelor's degree in business. You know, the army was paying for me to go to school and I got a history degree. And then the army said, you know what? We're having business training right here at lunch at the Pentagon. Uh, if you take 10 classes. And so I immediately went from thinking historically to thinking critically on everything. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense, dollars and cents? Does it make sense to have somebody get out of the army? Does it make sense to even be having this argument? You know, everything came down to things like situational ethics. Mm -hmm. You know, let's look at this situation and see what the ethical thing to do. Let's, uh, let's look at the people involved with that and the external factors. So I, I would literally make a sheet of paper and draw lines and try to connect them. Mm -hmm. you know, the situation, the people, you know, what could be affecting people? I'd ask all the right questions and then all of a sudden, bam, I'm saved. And my thought process changed. And I started looking people, looking to people and at people uh, with that idea, as you mentioned, living for eternity, kingdom living. Uh, I started looking at people with this whole idea that, you know what, God died for them. Yeah. No matter how goofy, no how to, no matter how messed up, yeah. and uh, I started looking at, you know, my my friends and those people who are going to get me through as my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, those relationships became so strong and they mm -hmm. became so real to me. And, and and Paul's actually talking about that here. Let your conversation, you know, let it be about Christ, the gospel yeah. of Christ, and how that all fits together. Let it be, you know, it's not an idea. Don't let it be sprinkled with this. Don't let it be seasoned by this. Let that be your conversation. Mm -hmm. You're different now. Yeah. Stop the cussing. Stop, stop putting things out there that would hurt someone's relationship with God. Yeah. So coming to you, Stephanie, and I know you, I tore apart that verse with you and was asking you questions. What do you get out when you're looking at 27 and 28? What's coming to your mind? These are definitely loaded verses. Um, but as we were talking about verse 27, there's, it's, it's so powerful because Paul's, Paul's talking about our conversation, our, our words, our way of life, everything about us. And it says, let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Let your, com let your, everything about you be in accordance to the testimony of who God is and what the gospel is and the changing power of the gospel. Yeah. And yeah. Paul, you know, Paul says, whether I see you or whether I'm hearing about you and I'm gone, stand fast in one spirit with yeah. one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And honestly, we were talking, you know, and as we see the condition of our nation, especially, um, our nation's in the condition it's in because Christians have failed. In churches. Yes, we have failed to, our conversation, our way of life has not been about glorifying and We don't look the different. Gospel. You know, you got that right. And I was just thinking, we don't look different than the world. No, and we're not, if we're striving together, if we're standing fast in one spirit, it's not for the faith of the gospel. It's for our, to make ourselves look better. It's to make good money, it's to have a good career, it's to lay up treasures in this world where moth and rust doth corrupt. And I think that's, when I read this verse, that's what screams at me, is Christians, instead of laying up treasure in heaven and living in light of standing before God someday, they're living totally for what their neighbor thinks of them, what the church, other people at church think of them, what 
what this world thinks. All the wrong reasons. Yes, and as a result, there is no standing fast in one spirit striving together for the faith of the gospel. And, you know, as Christians, when we're living, if that's, there's a, there's, even amongst Christians who would think, you know, oh, I'm striving for the faith of the gospel, but there's so much pride because it's their way or no way. They're not standing fast in one spirit with one mind. And so it's, yeah. it's become, it's just, it's like our churches, you know, and Christians who are supposed to be that light and that salt have lost that. And, you know, we've, this whole thing, this whole idea in 28 too, is being terrified by our adversaries. Yeah, and because our, our, we have no confidence in God and who he is because we haven't been doing that verse. This is alive well. right now. I'm, I'm so thankful that, and, and, and so just to give you an idea, so we were, we always trying to figure out where do we go next with the podcast, you know, what do we talk about? And, and Stephanie had mentioned to me that when she was a teenager, she had actually memorized the book of Philippians. And so often as I was counseling people and talking to people and working those things out, I'd go back to the book of Philippians. And so I was praying, God, what do we do next with these podcasts? And here we are in Philippians and it's so real right now. Yeah. This is our life right now. Uh, you know, and nothing and, and nothing terrified by your adversaries. So we're not supposed to be terrified by our adversaries, but nothing. And uh, we... Well, and God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. No. And so we know that he gives us the, pure, the spirit of power and of love. But God can only give us that spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind as we're in, walking in obedience to him. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reasons Christians live in so much fear, and I'm not talking, you know, fear is something, it's an emotion that's real. I yeah. struggle with it. Oh, no, no. Yeah. But a lot of the fear Christians deal with today is they're bringing on themselves yeah. because they have chosen an exact opposite path. And I mean, I've been around Christians that have chosen the exact counterfeit for verse 27. Yeah. And Satan has a really great looking counterfeit. Oh, he does. And it's pride and it's arrogancy. And well, it's, you know, it even the, has a godly tint to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've scary. mentioned, I think I mentioned in, in, when we were doing Romans chapter 12. Yeah. Uh, back a couple months ago or a month ago, whatever it was. And and as we were going through those podcasts, I mentioned that in the Army they were spotlight soldiers. Yeah. Those people who looked perfect. You know, when leadership was around, they, their looks were perfect. You know, the uniform was perfect. Uh, but they just weren't, you know, they were all about show. They were all about when the light was on them, when the spotlight was on them. They were, they had the appearance of being the best soldier that, anybody could ever be anybody would want to be mm -hmm. you know they, they lived that kind of life it was about appearance it was there was nothing real there mm -hmm. and I think that's what the apostles talking about here I think yeah. that I think God wants us to know that it's more than skin deep it's yes. more than suit deep it's yeah. it's a way of life it's your mind yep. it's it's, well, it's, it's yeah, yeah. We're gonna, it's leading up to chapter two and we got to leave that alone because that's yep. the hundredth yeah All but right. that's that's where he's going with this and verse Four says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And God has used that verse so many times since Charles died when I wanted to curl up and just quit and be done and be like, I'm sick of having to worry about other people's problems. And then God smacks me and says, why do I have you here? Are you magnifying Christ in your attitude right now? And then I have to get yeah. my heart right and refocus and say, 
My life isn't about me. It's about, it's about showing forth the gospel of Christ. And why would people want what we have yeah. if we're acting no different than them? And I think I, it, I think there's an there's a dichotomy here, which which you nailed exactly. There's those people who are false. It's all about the way they look. It's nothing about what they are and what's behind them. Yeah. And then there's people who just uh, want, I guess they're not even spotlight Christians. They're almost, I hate to use this term because everybody uses it like secret agent Christians. I don't want to be mm. known. I, I don't want to be involved in any controversy. Well, friends, let me tell you something. It's controversial uh, to be somebody who's accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Christ died for our sins. Yeah. And I, I think Paul's hitting that here and he's hitting it hard. Yeah. He's saying, you know, cut it out. You know, yeah. here I am in jail. I'm handcuffed and shackled to a dude. Uh, I can't even, you know, I can't even have any normalcy whatsoever because I'm in jail. Yeah. And what you can think about, I mean, there wasn't modern plumbing. There wasn't, you know, beds. I mean, you're thinking jail centuries ago, mm -hmm. a, a couple thousand years ago. And here we are and we're saying... Uh, you know, folks, it's so easy now to feel sorry for ourselves. It's so e easy to be a victim today. You know, there's so many avenues to be a victim today in our lives. There really is. I mean, mm -hmm. you you could go across the board. You know, uh, I mean, I told Stephanie when we when we started counseling, when Debbie and I really got to know her when we visited, I said, look, there's a couple ways you can go. I know so many widows or widowers that go off the deep end that, uh, you know, God did this to me. I'm going off the deep end. And, and, and some of you who are listening to me today have been off the deep end. But let me tell you the good thing about it is just stop. Mm -hmm. Just cut it out. You know, yeah. get right. Yeah. And uh, stop doing what wasn't right with God. Stop, you know, get to that place where it, it's about God. And, and I mean, that's what's coming to my mind, Stephanie. I mean, we... And well, I think that where Paul said that you stand fast, and I think of the Roman soldiers. Yeah. And, you know, Paul, was it Timothy, said, Thou therefore into your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And there is hardness, and there is times when we want to quit. But God doesn't give us that option. Over and over, Paul says, stand fast in different epistles. Um, yeah. He were told to stand fast, and here he says, in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. It's all about people coming to know Jesus. Yeah. It's all about him changing lives, and that is to be our unity. And unfortunately, I've, I'm afraid Christians have gotten so caught up in splintering over things that <laughs> when we get to heaven, we're going to go, really? We wasted so much time. And I'm not saying we don't have convictions and things we stand for, when the rubber meets the road, if it's about glorifying Jesus Christ, yeah. if, that's, if that is our heart cry, is God be magnified. And that becomes our heart cry and we're truly living that. So many things are going to become so minuscule. It is. And it's going to be about, you know, the lost world who's, be, who's I mean, I think of so many people right now who are going through trauma. They need to see hope. They need to see love, and they're not going to see that if Christians are too busy backbiting and yeah. hurting each other instead of standing together, showing yeah. the love of Christ. So, so I think the hardest thing here, I think the the number one thing here, uh, really, 
is it's it's that decision again. It goes back to a couple podcasts ago, that surrender, that decision. How am I going to act? What's my mannerisms going to be like? Is, is my speech, is my conversation, is my life representative of the gospel of Christ? Yes. If I'm in jail and I'm and I'm handcuffed or shackled to a dude or dudette, and my life is upside down, how do I, how do I get, you know, how do I get what Paul has? And it still keeps on going back to surrender. It keeps on, you know, this this is screaming surrender. And if you're listening today, it's 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 screaming out loud to us. Well, in a joyful, confident surrender. Because he talked in verse 20 about that yeah. you're rejoicing, maybe more abundant in Jesus Christ. And, you know, he's here for their furtherance and joy of faith. It's yeah. that it's a joyful surrender. It's not something that's forced on us. No, no. This is about, I don't know. You know, again, I give way too many, I think, uh, uh, going back to army type of things. But there's two kinds of soldiers in the army. There's those people who just all in. Yeah. And you can tell them. You know them. It's it's not about the spotlight. It's just, you know, they're the first ones there, the last ones to leave. Their mm-hmm. PT test, their weight, everything's flawless. Their, yeah. You know, their work is a, uh, above reproach, beyond reproach, however you want to put it. It's more important for them uh, to serve well as a soldier than it is all these distractions and yeah. all these other things in life, you know? Yeah, no, I, this, you saying that reminded me um, of... Uh, partway into Charles and I's ministry, Charles had had someone who he had respected tell him, you know, well, that's great. You can go spread such and such name further. And Charles and I really were taken back because it's not about our name. It's not about any human name being spread or glorified. And through our deputation, we would constantly, as a family, pray and say, God, we don't want it to be about us. We want it to be about you. And I'll never forget when we were getting ready to leave for Cameroon. Charles saying to me something about, I can't wait to go to Cameroon where nobody knows our name. We can just go and serve the Lord and minister. And I remember telling him, I'm just so glad we get to go be nobodies in a country where nobody knows us. And we just get to serve God. That's all we have to do. And then God totally flipped it and made Charles, who was willing to have no name. Yeah. And and has used his testimony. Not something God does. But Charles had reached that point of he could have cared less if anybody ever heard of Charles Wesco. His, yeah. his whole heart cry was that Christ be magnified. And I think that's where Paul was. Yeah. You know, he didn't care if Paul didn't care if people knew anything about him. He just wanted to serve God. That's all he was worried about. And that's the kind of Christian that God's looking for. I think so. Because they're the ones that are all in. And I I think it's about that. I I think that just nails it right there. You know, what are you in for? You know, what what is this all about to you? And I know that those of you listening, I say this a hundred times a month and I'll say it again. I know that, you know, this podcast is aimed at those with hurting hearts. Everybody has hurting hearts. People with PTSD. and, and, And you're saying, you know, Doug, I'm just trying to... Uh, Stephanie, I'm just trying to get through the day. Yeah. And we're saying to you, there's more to it than that. There's mm-hmm. more joy out there. There's more faith out there. There's uh, there's something that you can do for someone else that's going to matter to them mm-hmm. and, and matter for their if, eternity. Yeah, and even if you're um, 
even if, you know, I'm, I deal with some ladies who have physical issues, you know, yeah. and there is a very real side to if you have a physical issue that is yeah. driving you into depression. Oh, yeah. Get, don't just the physical, spiritual, emotional all in relate. So yeah. don't, you know, if you're struggling with depression or something and it's related to physical, get that figured out so that you can heal physically. Um, but even in the midst of physical ailments, you can have a, have an other's focus, yeah, and and, and have a have a eternal focus. Yes, so. yes. Really, to to take it to, and I know there's people out there saying, well, you know, guys, I just had a baby, I just had a heart attack, I just had, you know, you could put a million things in there, and they're real. Yeah, people going through junk, it's real. Yeah. And, uh, but at the same time, doing what you can do. And I know there's, we see Elijah there. We, we know there in first Kings when he goes through, you know, we go through 17, uh, chapter 17 of first Kings and we see Elijah that's Tishbite and he still spoke about today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we see what happened there on Mount Carmel. And, but then you get to the point where Elijah's life's upside down and what did God do first? He took care of his sleep, yeah. his food. Yeah. His sustenance made everything right. So we get that. You know, some of yes. you listening today, listen, I know you get low. And and I know with this pandemic, man, it's not the same. I know you, you know, we went to church today and, and you know, there's people with masks, there's people without masks, there's people, everybody, you know, there's, there's pews shut off, there's pews turned on, there's, you know, it's real. And where I'm at in South Carolina, the numbers are going up big time. Uh, and, and we get all that. But there's something you can do from where you're at. Mm -hmm. You can make a difference from where you're mm -hmm. at. And and I think that's what this 98, this podcast is talking about, is striving together, working together, helping each other out, yes. bringing each other along, going to that place you need to go to. Being the body of Christ. That's all it's all about. The body it? has to work together. Boy, I, I'm certainly glad that I know people who are in the body of Christ. Amen. I'm so glad that, that we've expanded our borders, Debbie and I, and, and that we've got to know people in churches and, and different things like that. I'm so glad that we are where we are. And uh, But brethren, listen to me. If you're sick, if you're hurt, fix it. And on the way, make people happy that you came mm -hmm. across them. Hold hands, pray with them, talk to them. Uh, just do what you can. Be a light. Be a light in someone else's darkness. Yeah, call them if you if you can't go yeah. face to face with somebody and people are hurting, people are sick, and and listen, folks, there are there are real situations out there where yeah. uh, people are are at home and they're members of your church and they're friends of yours and and they can't come out because of illness. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's something that's going on right now. But be their light. Yeah. Uh, light up their darkness a little bit. And that's what this is all about. So in closing, listen, we're as always thrilled to be with you folks. It's great to have a, a few minutes with you. We're looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, as we continue on, we're getting so close, Stephanie, to that 100th podcast. We're, we're so excited about that. We can't believe God has, excuse me, has allowed us to be part of that 100th podcast. And uh, and just be part of you guys' life. So stop by and see us on our private pages. Go over to Praying for Stephanie Wesco. Go to Help for Wounded Spirits. Drop a note. Say hi. Know we're praying for you. We sure do love you folks. May God bless you. Have a great night. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.